What up, everybody? Welcome in to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Kobe and Dutt, and it's time to talk a little sports, drink a little bourbon. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. We actually didn't, we actually veered away from the traditional, and I made chicken and dumplings, mashed okay. potatoes, green beans. We kind of did a little close <laughs> to traditional, but... We, we wound up doing traditional. You know, we went down to the beach, and... Uh, the big grocery store across the street. We reserved our our turkey and didn't really know what we were getting. I got it back over to the condo. We opened it up and it was just like a slab of turkey meat. Like there was no legs. Oh, wow. We thought we were getting a whole turkey, you right. know, roasted. And it was just like this huge breast meat. Hmm. Just huge. And uh so I said our turkey didn't even have any legs. <laughs> So, yeah, but other than that, you know, we did traditional sides and all that, so. That was your first Thanksgiving down at the condos. Yeah, yeah. Ate a little too much, of course, as always. Yeah, at this point in my life, I ain't too too much worried about this anymore. That's why we we do the show behind the bar. That's right. (laughs) Santa's blocking my girth. That's right. I need need the elf on the shelf to. (laughs) I'm layered up. He's not big enough. Layered up. Well, good. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't, we, well, had, we hadn't seen each other talk since Thanksgiving. That's so. true. Well, I hope everyone else had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, it was certainly a good weekend of football. Yeah, it uh, was. Depending on which side you fall right. on. For for us, you know, we it was a good one for us, for sure, in many aspects for me. And I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on a lot of that more in more detail. Absolutely. Of course, you can see we, we moved from uh, Thanksgiving right into Christmas. We got Santa and the Shelf and the Elf joining us on the – on the show this week, the and I'm shelf sure, and the elf. Sure, sure. That, <laughs> did I say the shelf and the elf? Yeah, that's cool though. The elf. And, I haven't even started elf, drinking yet. Alabama shelf and the oh, elf. Oh yeah, got that A on there. Uh, How would I have ever guessed? <laughs> I always tell people if it's got an A on it, chances are I own it that's or right. one of them, or he's going to buy it sooner or later. That's right. That's right. Well, let's uh, let's go on into our opening toast and. Uh, Speaking of A's, and I mean we we wouldn't be we wouldn't we wouldn't be true homers if we didn't uh, open I, I, open our toast to fourth and thirty one. The grave digger. The grave digger. We got plenty of reasons to open and toast on on the homer alert today. That was that was exciting. Um, you know, I, I imagine um, well, obviously you and I got the same opening toast, so we'll just start talking about it. I mean, I'm. I want to give Jalen Milrow, you know, obviously some some additional shout outs. I had to rock the, the four right. jersey. That's right. Rock the um, four jersey tonight for Jalen. You know, he started, you know, obviously the throw was, was beautiful, impeccable, timely. Um, they, they said right before that throw we had a 0.1% chance hmm. of winning that game. Well, I like But you're saying there's a chance. saying there's a chance. <laughs> That's right. No, I like I like uh, I like the fact that you know Jalen, the the ebb and flow of the season for him, the low point early on, and then his his curve has just been steadily rising. And and he, and he's, he hadn't even reached no his, no his ceiling yet. And we talked about we touched base on this on the podcast that we thought you know his his floor was 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 low. Right, and and his floor has just, just been rising yeah. like yeah, week after week after week, and I just couldn't be more proud. And just you know, just the the kid he seems to be. I mean, I don't know him personally, but 
I do know, you know, just watching his post-game interviews. He went, oh, a, little he, he, he went a little out of character while the game was, you know, on the field. He was saying something about giving me the Heisman, but, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the Georgia fans jumped on that, like, you know, oh, well, he's all he's cared about is individual awards. What kind of oh, what kind of program they running over there? I know. Uh, but take uh, one little nugget and run with it. Exactly. But uh, then then he kind of backtracked on that, and he's like, you know, hey, he, he he's he's definitely a team team first guy. But yeah, getting back to that throw, I got a picture up here of. Uh, I was about to say waddle because because well, I saw that, that seventeen. Was a, that was a waddle ish type but, catch. Uh, but sure. yeah, Isaiah Bond. Uh, played it beautifully uh, in the corner of the end. I mean, it, well, if you call a push off beautifully, well, but, he, but you know, he, he, I'm he, glad they let that go because if they they'd called that, I mean, it wasn't a two hand shove. It was just a little separation was, that happens on was, every, every single play, play, every play, and and he was held. He was held early on in the route. And you so know, I, I think I'm on. I think I'm gonna just strike that word from my vocabulary because I can't figure out what the hell holding is anymore. Even watching the NFL games, they're, you know, when you think it should, they should flag it, they don't. And then the little right. little ticky-tack, uh, you know, it's like they only throw the flag on it when it supports the agenda or whatever. We'll, we'll, yeah, let's, let's, I don't let's want, I don't want to harp on, on the that. SEC officiating because <laughs> uh, we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But, but just, you know, it was, it was a beautiful ending and it was a, you know, it raises a 10-year – Memory of ours that we don't want to think. <laughs> yeah, how many times during that? We should have had a drinking game. Like you take a shot for every yeah. time the kick six is mentioned. That should be a new Alabama drinking game for yeah, real because that got ridiculous. Man, that was even my wife was like, "How many times are they going to talk about this crazy. kick six? Yeah, crazy. I mean, so yeah, it definitely was good to be on the winning end. That's of one right. of these. Yeah, you know, I know a couple years ago with the four overtime with Bryce and all that. Uh, that was kind of a uh, us coming out on the winning end of one of these battles, but I'm talking just a crazy I'm talking, play. You know, I'm talking when you make the other fans <laughs> cry. You know, just a once in a lifetime type of type of play. That was beautiful, man. I was snapping pictures of that <laughs> so I could so I could lay those out on social media. But yeah, no, that was it was nice to come out on that end of it for sure. Roll tide. Yeah, because I thought you know it was looking like I was going to have to make myself a scumbag this week. Because last week I said, oh, we're going to go in there and kick their ass. Yeah, he's always and, uh, a little overconfident. I said, we're going to kick that ass for free. But you know what? Yeah. We gave him the worst kind of ass kicking you could ask for. Oh, I would much. Yeah, definitely. Nobody was, was crying after the New Mexico State game. No, no. But they were all in tears. Yeah. No, so was, we just mm, snatched a, it away. A definite tougher way to lose a game than just getting your ass beat from the, from the first whistle. But there's something about Jordan Hare Stadium that uh, I think it we, just it just yeah, it, gives, some, it gives Auburn superpowers. It does give them superpowers, <laughs> or it, it's kryptonite if you want to look at it that way for Saban. I mean, it doesn't matter who the coach is, and you know, unfortunately, Hugh Freeze has kind of been a thorn in Saban's side. He it has looks like, definitely from his old like days. You know, I'm going to give Auburn a little cred too yep. because. You know, I think Hugh Freeze, you know, is the obvious choice for them, and I think he'll turn their program around. I don't know how much around, but he's certainly going to turn them around, and they will be dangerous. I didn't realize 
what what a great relationship that him and Saban actually had off the field. Mm-hmm. You know, they. Well, I think all the coaches, for the most part, have. A, I mean, he's a beautiful human being, man. How can you not like the goat? I mean, really, he's he's the best thing. I mean, I'm a homer for Saban for sure. We all are, but yeah, everybody likes him. And off the field, I mean, maybe maybe a uh, Fisher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna Jimbo. see him and Jimbo go. Fishing Jimbo, with Fisher or not Jimbo, who's got plenty of time to think about yeah. it. So uh, I don't think him and Lane Kiffin are going to be hanging out. But you know him and Dabo, oh, him I and Kirby. Lane Kiffin really respects Saban. Oh, I do too. But I just Amazing. don't think that they're going to click off the field at, like yeah. like anything in common. Uh, but uh, so yeah, um, opening toast. Yeah, it was good for us, man. It was good for us. I also wanted to throw in this as a as a piggyback on the opening toast. I'm going to I want to toast Ron Roberts. If you don't know who Ron Roberts is, he was the defensive coordinator who called that defense. Oh yeah. On the grave digger. He he was the moron. I'm going to toast just kind of a backhand toast. Right. But, you know, you, How are you only going to rush two people and spy and have a spy with fourth and 31. You're going to spy. They ain't going to run for it. Nah, it was that was moronic. I mean, I it clearly points out that, you know, some of these coaches, man, I just don't know how to get paid to do what they do. And, I mean. Some are getting paid to not do what they used to do. Yeah, oh, there's a lot being paid, <laughs> yeah, obviously. But, Ron Roberts, we appreciate you. Yeah. That was good defense. You know, good call, coach. Good yeah. call, coach. I want to <laughs> toast you for that. Thank you. But cheers, cheers. to 4th and 31, everybody involved. That's my new favorite holiday, April 31st. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good day, isn't it? Yeah. Good day. <laughs> Speaking of good days, that's Ooh. a good drink. What you what you drinking? Ooh, I've got that uh, Kentucky Spirit, that Wild Turkey Single Barrel, uh, 101 proof. And that was the first sip I've had today, so I'm feeling <laughs> that one a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big sip for me. I got the Bowman. The Bowman Single Barrel? Single Barrel, yeah. Yeah, we're doing the we're doing the four rows of single barrel tonight. So we we thought we'd do some of the single barrels, sip on them during the show that we've already uh, rated. And I think we gave both of these a three. If I, if I know we yeah. gave, I'm pretty sure we gave them both a three, and they're both about a fifty-five to sixty-dollar yeah. bottle of bourbon. So you know, there's four rows of single barrel. It's forty-five dollars, but it's hundred proof, and uh, so we'll uh, we'll see how it compares at the end of the show. But uh, hopefully I'm not too drunk by the time we get to the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. So. Slurring uh, my words. Well, we always start with our opening toast, and then we like to roll into the scumbags of the week. And, uh, you know, just like we kind of saw eye to eye on the toast this week, we also had the same same uh, scumbag, the Panthers owner, Mr. David Tepper. Mm. So you want to start us off on talking about DT. Well, well, I was just going to say, you know, I, I gave him some praise, you know, and I'm still going to give Mr. Tepper a little praise because he has opened his wallet. But at the same time, you know, you're going to you're going to fire another coach. Was that our fourth coach? Well, that he, since 2018, and I've got it up here on the screen. He's already had um, six. This he's that's counting interim. Counting interim. Yeah, right. Tabor is his sixth coach. The next one he hires full-time, if it isn't Tabor, will be seven. Seven, right. Four of those being full-time, three of them yeah. being interim. Yeah, so, so you, you know, you fired your, your fourth coach, your fourth full-time coach, mm-hmm. and you have a press conference. You know, we're all kind of, like, excited. I'm kind of excited to hear what you got to say. And, 
you have kind of a, you don't really have a good image, Mr. Tepper. And I know you don't give a shit because you're a billionaire <laughs> 16 times over. But you know what? You need to, you need to give a shit because, because, you know, we care. Panther fans care. The Panther fans are part of the reason why you've, you've doubled your net worth. And so you really need to pull your head out of your ass and, and you should give more in your press conferences because that was a whole press conference of nothing. It was absolutely nothing. And, you know, you, you, you basically crapped on one of the most respected uh, reporters in the Charlotte area. You wouldn't even let yeah, him. That, yeah, he was in the front row with his hand up right. wanting to ask a question. And they wouldn't even acknowledge his presence because he had just written exactly. an article about Tepper needs to be fired, not, you know, the coach. needs to fire himself. Right. He needs to look, yeah, think about firing himself. But Yeah. But, you yeah. know, talking about firing coaches, he's also already had – well, he's fixing to have his third soccer coach. You know, he owns the, right. the MLS team here, too. And, he, I mean, he's just going through these coaches. It's, it's, I mean, for somebody so successful, it's really shocking that, that you're making such poor decisions on, on, on these personnel choices. Yeah, he made a comment that he would love yeah. for a 30-year, 40-year coach to then also do his eulogy when he, when he passes away. But his track record doesn't show that <laughs> – that's ever going to happen. You know, in comparison, Richardson owned the Panthers for 24 years. Right. And only had four coaches over that whole 24 years. Yeah. One of them being Rivera, who was the first one that Tepper fired. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, and now Tepper's paying Rule and Reich $70 million to not coach. So between Rule, Reich, and like you had said earlier, Jimbo Fisher – these guys are making bank sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, we chose the wrong profession for sure. Of course, I don't think we'd have gotten fired at, at our job. Anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. But one thing, you know, the, the I guess the biggest thing that still, and we, and I've talked about it, is that really ticks me off is, and I'm not going to get on the Steve Wilkes harp, harp again, but, you know, you passed on Wilkes because you wanted an offensive guru. Well, I don't know what in Frank Wright's past made you think he was a guru anyway. I mean – his offense is, is pitiful, and I mean the play. I don't. I can't. I meant to look this up, but there was a play on Sunday that it was early in the game, but it was like third and and kind of short. And Bryce took the snap in pistol and turned and threw it to his running back, and there was a defensive end completely unblocked. Flies oh, yeah. in, makes the play three four yards deep into the backfield, and that particular play to me is probably why. He was fired because that showed to me. That, and if somebody missed a, missed a block, okay, but I doubt it because I watched that play a few times and the schematics of that play was just embarrassing. Yeah. That an offensive guru would well, have yeah. such a play. Yeah, it's like we've talked. There's never any motions where Bryce can get a pre-snap read, whether it's man or zone or whether a blitz is coming. It's it's all statues, and they left. Edge rushers just wide open, untouched to, to just have free rushes. It's crazy, you crazy. know. And there's a lot of lot of debate on, you know, well, was there a, a a disagreement between the coaching staff and the ownership as far as what quarterback they wanted, you know? And of course, Tepper's saying no, they are all it was unanimous. Everybody wanted Bryce, and he had the final say and veto power and. Well, I mean, you know, he, even if even if Tepper wanted Bryce and Wright wanted C.J. Stroud, 
well, if Reich is such a quarterback whisperer and a guru, then he should have been able to, to make it work no matter what. Right. But the facts are this, that the only really quality seasons he had as a head coach was with Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. And who couldn't win with Andrew Luck? He was, Andrew Luck was definitely elite and would have gone down maybe as a top 10 quarterback in the history of the game had he finished his career. Right. I don't think anyone disagrees yeah, with that. And they also was, I mean, it was a Super Bowl caliber Colts team right. that, that Manning had yeah. just left. Sure. You know, they went from Peyton Manning into Andrew Luck. I mean, who who gets to do that other yeah. than maybe the, the Packers when they went from uh, old uh, scumbag in Mississippi to uh, Favre to uh, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, it doesn't happen often when you get to go from, you know, not skip a beat on your quarterbacks like that. But, I mean, he had – of course, he had Brissette, Brisket, which we know – is kind of an average guy. He had uh, Philip Rivers, Phillip Rivers, not an average quarterback, but didn't do brought, much with. Brought in Matt Ryan. Well, Wentz before, Wentz, yeah, Wentz, Wentz before, which Wentz, you know, kind of crapped out, and I think maybe Reich had a little to do with that. And then Matt Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Matty Ice, yeah. And then he had uh, Ellinger, who oh, you know, not Sam. not that great of yeah. a quarterback, but I mean, okay. Okay, quarterback. But anyway, so so Tepper hires him based on all these things we're talking about. I don't just I just don't understand how a billionaire who has a great track record in the business world mm-hmm. can make this per, these personnel decisions that are so bad on the football side. Well, that's probably the problem. Is but it is his it is his decision on the head coach. Right. But perhaps he needs to hire that and his GM. Who how he still has a job. I have no idea. No, I mean it's kind of crazy. I mean, kind of crazy. Some of the, some of the dudes, you know, he's passed on. You know, you passed on, J.C. Horn. I mean, you, you drafted Horn and passed on Sertan. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a there's a laundry list of others. I mean, what's his the the new receiver that he picked out of Ole Miss? Mingo. Mingo. Yeah, he, he drafts Mingo and and passes on Dell. For Houston, I mean, there's this. It's, we could just keep naming things that that Fitterers made a mistake on. Well, and he overpaid for Bryce. Sure, definitely, he was bidding against yeah, himself. Exactly, and uh, overpaid, and you know, now Bryce is stuck with. Which is something that's not really Bryce's fault, but the, the local fans are holding that above Bryce's head, which is unfair. And we've talked about that on our podcast, right? You know, what makes a bust? So. Anyway, you know, Tepper, you got to be better, man. You got to do better. You need to at least not be a pompous asshole and and go up there and give us, you know, all of us minions or whatever you want to call us, you know, underlings, you know, 14 minutes of nothing when you clearly owe this market way more than that. That's my that's <laughs> my two cents. All right. Well, I think we've beat that down enough. I don't I don't think we need to I mean, I don't think we're going to change the mind of a 16 billionaire, but, nah. you know, it's, it's still fun. It's our podcast. You know, uh, say what Greg Olson threw his name in the hat. I think he thinks he's Jeff Saturday. And, yeah. uh, hey, you don't need coaching experience. Just uh, be a former player and come in and take over the reins. I mean, I think Greg Olson would make a great, yeah, you know, you great, got, great uh, front office guy. But right. you got to you got to learn 
got to get in there and learn a little bit. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I was all for Saturday, but dang, yeah, it didn't kind of, <laughs> it really didn't really work out. I mean, it always does like that first game, you know. Oh, they always win that first game, but then reality sets in, and and that newness wears off. Just ask Antonio Pierce, yeah, because uh, they've uh, they've kind of fallen on hard times after they came out to. It, it, it's not a sprint, <laughs> right? And they right. came out sprinting. So, all right. Well, that's a that's our scumbag for the evening. Miss my lip. So let's uh, let's come in hot. And while we're talking the NFL, we'll just stick there. Yeah, we'll uh, finish up. We got a lot of college to talk about. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll we'll finish up with the college because a lot a lot of exciting time right now in college, but. Uh, I mean, I'll let the, you. I'll let the, you drive the sled the, on this one the, because the, I ain't got I ain't not got much shit on NFL. On the NFL. Well, I just kind of jotted down some some notes that uh, you know, like the Eagles Bills game. Well, that was a hell of a game. I don't yeah, know if you got oh, to yeah. watch that. Yeah, one, but I watched it for sure. Jalen made a throw that almost was looked just like um, the the fourth and thirty one. Yeah, Jalen. And then of course he uh, scrambles and and wins it in overtime. So yeah, that was that was a good game, back and forth and. Um, two good teams, even though the Bills' record doesn't. Sh- I mean, they're 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 struggling to possibly even make the playoffs. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna sneak in, I think. But, yeah, but man, they are struggling. They're, they're five hundred team according losing, to their record. Losing some games. Josh is Josh is Josh. I mean, he's he's making a lot of mistakes this year, but he's making a lot of plays. Too yeah, at the you same know. Time. But I think they're harping a little too much on because you know I saw some. Comparisons where they like compared his stats to Lamar. Uh, what's Lamar's name? Jackson. Jackson. Lamar. I'm pulling the dud over here. <laughs> Rubbing off. Uh-huh. Assign Miss Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jack. They put their stats side by side, and it's almost equivalent. And you know, Lamar's getting love as MVP. Right. And right. and Josh is, is. Well, he's raised the bar, I guess, and and all these interceptions are starting to it does seem like his interceptions are happen at the worst time yeah you know it's yeah. like game costing turnover it's it's not the the total stats it's the when they're happening he's kind of his career is kind of to me reminding me a lot of Brett Favre mm-hmm. you know and you as a Favre I wasn't a fan but as a as a Favre fan a Packer fan for the most part you lived and died by Gunslinger mentality, gunslinger mentality. Yeah. And, and Josh is the same way. I mean, he's got that arm, and he doesn't see a pass that he. Two is starting to get a little bit of that too here yeah, lately. A little he's cocky, been, a little cocky. You're gonna have to cut down on them turnovers too. And speaking of the Dolphins, um, Jalen Phillips unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, blew his Achilles. Yeah, same Achilles strikes again. Same man. field too as Aaron Rodgers. Oh wow, yeah, that's true. That's had, true. Had met life in New York, and they just put on. You know they. The, the the players hated playing there so much that they finally put in a new field this year, but it it doesn't seem yeah, to be you know, cut down was, on. His was just like an explosive push off. It was a get you off. Know, like yeah, he just it was a, it was a get real off fast move, and you know his calf reverberated. You yeah. can see it. Oh, I knew instantly. I was like, oh, that's an Achilles. When yeah, he, that's when he went down. Me and Riley were watching it, and Riley was like, yeah, I saw his. His calf, like, mm-hmm. like, like a, like a rubber band. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really weird. But yeah, uh, and you know, the Dolphins are on um, the 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 hard knocks now. Right. And uh, so I was watching it last night, and it, you know, that it covered the the Jalen Phillips, and I mean, it oh, was, that's true. I, it I was. I, I had forgotten what he went through 
in college. You know, he started out at UCLA. Right. And then he had, he was having so many injury issues. He got hit by a car and just messed him up real bad. And uh, he actually walked away from football for two years. Mm. And then he decided, you know, that's, he loved the game so much, he transferred to the U, to Miami, and finished up his career in Miami and, you know, did great there. And he wound up being a first-round draft pick. And this season he was having the best um, season of his career of his career and then it's just unfortunate and you see watching the show and if you if you get a chance to watch the show watch the show because he's also an emotional guy he's not afraid to show his emotions you know he was crying on the field because hmm. uh, you really got in close with the the situation through the show and he was really you know crying on the field said it felt like somebody had kicked him in the back of the leg and he turned around and looked and there was nobody there. So he knew instantly it was his Achilles. And then you could also see the closeness that the other, his teammates, the defensive linemen and the linebackers like Bradley Chubb, Chris, uh, Christian Wilkins, what's his name? Wilkins. Chris Wilkins, um, Deshaun Hand, Raquan Davis, a couple of Bama boys. Um, you could see how emotional they were getting because of the closeness and it it, it was it, you know to get to see that side of of the game it, it's it's well worth it to get the opportunity but also like i said i felt bad for him as an individual mm -hmm. hopefully yeah. he comes back just you know as strong during the the end of the show he seemed to have his mind right in the right place like mm -hmm. hey you know Things happen for a reason. I'm going to come back better and stronger and faster and all that good stuff. So he seemed to have his mind right. And that was one thing that Chubb and the other line, D linemen were saying was, hey, we have to make sure, you know, we keep – be we're there as, as his support group, basically, mm -hmm. um, to make sure he fights that uh, that rehab process and all that. So, I mean, Jalen, get better. Speaking of Achilles, how about A-Rodge already? A yeah, he's – might be talking might about be practicing. practicing. That's crazy, man. At his age, he's talking already practice, practice, <laughs> practice. Coming back already. Yeah, because that's, that's only been three months, I think. I'm, I can't remember. I heard the weeks that that were involved. Well, I mean, it was it was week one, and we're in week twelve 13, or thirteen. That's a week fourteen coming up. It no, that's so, college week fourteen. So, so yeah, it'd be three months. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Good on you, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and I think Aaron was, and I think Jalen was going to reach out to Aaron and kind of, you know, find out about the procedure he went through because he Aaron went through a little different procedure than what a lot of the, the other people are getting done to their Achilles, and that helped speed the healing process. So yeah, that's good. So yeah, unfortunately, uh, it did. It, autocorrect changed it to uh, the Bears come from behind to be yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually was the Vikes. <laughs> yeah, Vikings. That was that was man. that was a terrible game. That was a bad loss for yeah. Vikings for sure. Dobbs, Dobbs. Yeah, they're talking about benching him now. I mean, he he's, he pulled a Dobbs man four interceptions, and so you can't win. Yeah, can't win that way, especially in a close game where the offenses are just garbage. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a hard game to watch. Yeah, it really was. It really was snooze fest. And then, of course, my G-men are on a two-game win streak. Woo! 
a whole two games. Yeah, That's they beat good. they beat the Commanders and the Patriots. Ruining their draft draft. <laughs> I know. Yeah, really. Yeah, we're just <laughs> they're sliding out of the now. They're out of the, the good quarterback draft yeah. now. They're, yeah, but we got Devito. We don't need a quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Danny. Danny's son. Sarcasm. Doing good. Sarcasm. I saw on the. Uh, I saw on a. I was looking at a couple of uh, draft speculations, and now I see where Nick's is being speculated to the Vikings as as the next quarterback. I'm not happy about that one nah. at all. We'll get into that one here shortly yeah, nah, I don't, I don't. in the college discussion. Yeah, speaking of the Patriots, what the fuck happened to Mac Jones? Belichick. Belichick's got – I don't know. I mean, I I just think Mac Jones has lost that mojo, man. Yeah, lost that mojo, and you know when you lose that confidence, it's it's you got to find a way to get it back. I mean, he came out that as a rookie. Oh, he was the best quarterback in that draft and made the Pro Bowl, which really was by default. Yeah, everybody else backed right. out. But but still, uh, I mean, but he he's, put up he's good rookie numbers. But yeah, and he's but he's regressed each season since then, and uh, you know he keeps getting benched pretty much in every game. Of course, Bailey Zappi ain't much better. No, nah, every time Zappi gets a chance, he shits the bed too. So I mean, I you know when you when you know it's crazy, you know when you when you're a, a like a high school superstar, and you go you sign your scholarship and you go to college, and now you're the the new kid. You know you forget that you were a superstar because you're a new kid now. So the confidence is everything, and I imagine it's the same as a D1 quarterback who's a superstar gets drafted now he's the rookie and you know you have a few bad games you know the, the speed of the game's different i think that's you, know, you lose your confidence i think we're kind of seeing that with bryce i mean sure playing yeah. quarterbacks all about being in a rhythm yeah and momentum and like you said confidence and uh, well bryce you know bryce went from mater d mater d or however you mm-hmm. say it which is probably one of the best run high school programs in the country he goes from that which you obviously know that that program's being run at a very high level. He goes to Bama. Bama was being run at a high level. And then he goes to Carolina, and it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> so, I mean, you can tell. You can see it in Bryce. I mean, he's still getting off the mat. He's getting knocked down. You can't question the kid's the toughness. Mm-hmm. You cannot no. question the kid's toughness. But, you know, he's probably, you know, he's got to be second-guessing the play calling because – and he's got to be second-guessing the, the, the X's and O's because – and you know, you had to do that. You were talking about Tepper's press conference and how he it was a waste of time and didn't say anything right. Well, Bryce had his today, and of course, he took some of the blame for right getting fired. You know, he said, Hey, we all got to look in the mirror, it's all it's not just Reich's fault. It's you know, so he had all the right answers, sure. whereas Tepper shit to bed. Well, I mean, billionaire, you know, he don't have to tell nobody nothing. <laughs> Well, you'd think he'd pay somebody enough to, to teach him what to say or write it down for him. But, uh, yeah, speaking of coaches getting fired, how the hell does Staley still have a job? I don't know. I don't know. He he got something on the – I don't even know who the owner is in San Diego. It, I, it used to be the Spanos or Spanos family, but I don't even know if they still own it. I, I don't know who owns it at this point, but – they're patient as hell if in I, San Diego. That's what I was going to say. If 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 I'm a coach, like, say, Harbaugh decides he wants to go to the NFL, the job I want is San Diego. Yeah, hell if, yeah. If, if I'm the top coaching name on the, on the carousel. the Carolina job. Well, I mean, Carolina, I think, would be 
I think there's worse jobs out there that are going to be open than the Carolina job. I put them kind of in the middle of the jobs that should be open. But I don't know that I want to work for Tepper. But, I don't want somebody wanting a yes band. You know, as a coach, I want to be in charge of the decisions. That's like yeah, that's what you, talking about Belichick maybe if he gets canned coming to Carolina. Right. Belichick ain't going to take your shit, Tepper. But, yeah, you know? because – and another thing that makes the Carolina job less attractive is – Getting draft fired. capital. Well, not, well, only, yeah, not only definitely, the, not only the 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 quick switch. Sure. To, uh, yeah, the draft cap, but for the sure. draft capital too. But you do have some good young core pieces to build around. So if you could kill it in free agency, then I think there is something. And and you're in a shitty division, so I, that's why I put them in the middle of the pack. Uh, as far as what jobs are going to be available, um, you know. New yeah. England, if that job comes available, that's probably not going to be a very good appealing no, job. No, that's that's like you know you have to follow taking Saban's job when Saban exactly. retires. I mean, you're following a a pro, you know, a team or a program or a you know, a, and, and a lot of that is built on what becomes the fans' expectations. You know, and sometimes sure. it's unrealistic, very unrealistic. So you know, when when you set that bar so high. It's championship or bust right. for Belichick and the Patriots, for Saban in Alabama, and now Kirby at Georgia. This is how Staley keeps his job because he diverts everybody's attention <laughs> from him, and we start talking about other stuff. But yeah, no, if there was one, if, if, if I get my pick of any head coaching job, I jump all over San Diego because they've got they've got a Super Bowl caliber roster, supposedly. I mean, it's... and they got a, an owner that apparently is off vacation in, in Tahiti and doesn't pay attention to what's going on. So yeah, he, he just – they he, don't care. If the, it's a group, they don't care. The owner don't care. Yeah, I mean, that, that is the longest leash I've ever seen. Very patient ownership there in San Diego. So, yeah, that, that – and, that and, and you got the nice weather of San Diego. Well, I guess – are they – they're not in San Diego anymore, are they? They're in L.A., right? Yeah, they're – Yeah, they, them and the Rams. I mean, so still fine. nice weather. But, yeah, either way. Uh, might have a little smog. <laughs> But you the, marine, got, the marine layer you laying over your head every day. You don't have to live in L.A. No, nah, that's, uh, that's Staley, man. He's got to go because that dude looks – he just looks clueless. He just he just sounds stupid to me. Yeah, he – and, he the, and the, his stupid. analytics, I mean, it, it, it hadn't worked for you. No, nah, no, nah, definitely not working. But, yeah, he, he needs to go. You know, so, you, I mean, you're looking at – you're going to have the Panthers' job, the Patriots' job, possibly, possibly the Chargers, possibly the Raiders, um, possibly Washington. I mean, there's going to be. Oh, yeah. The Washington job. There's going to be at least a half a dozen. In Atlanta. Atlanta's job yep. could be open, too. Yep. Yep. Well, there's going to be probably six to ten. Kansas City's coaching job. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Philly, you're out of here, Siriano. Siriani. They're about they're about they're about as golden as they can be, man. That cat, because you know we've talked about what is Philly? What what are, what what are the Eagles? Are they a yeah, running team? Are they a passing team? A or week they... after I say they're probably the weakest nine and one team I've ever seen. Then they pull their well, but stuff they, up. But, I but mean, they had to come from behind to do it. I know, but I mean, they, they came from behind. I mean, they, 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 they keep finding a way to win these games. They do it, man. Um, They're strong, man. I, 
I can't, you know, I, I ain't even going to make any predictions in the NFL. <laughs> F that, man. I ain't saying shit about the NFL. Yeah, All right. Who knows? Well, let's talk a little college football. You want to start with uh, – let's start with the – the one, the the ones that are really don't don't excite me like the other ones do. Like, oh, okay. Like FSU and Louisville. Yeah, I mean it excites me in in the aspect of if Bama's going to win against Georgia, they may need FSU or oh, Texas to lose. Got to so. have carnage in front of us. Got yeah, to. I so, mean that's the way I see it. But uh, I mean, well, Louis- Louisville just just. Got drugged by Kentucky. Yeah, but, you know, I, I argue this all the time. You can't, you know, anybody, look at Bama. Bama almost got drugged by Auburn. Yeah, but, but Alabama's better than Auburn. Yeah. And Louisville, I think, is better than Kentucky. But um, here's the thing about and, Louisville. And Florida State struggled with Florida. Well, I mean, yeah, of course exactly. Like, most, most, game by game, you yeah. just any team can have a good Saturday and a good game plan. A team can be overlooking. There's a whole bunch of reasons that why I say game-by-game comparisons is worthless. It's worthless. It's fun for the fans, but it's worthless. So the way I see Louisville, I think Louisville is going to beat Florida State, and this is why. I don't think – I think the game's going to come down to a big passing situation for the quarterbacks, and I don't trust Florida State's quarterback. Louisville actually has a good – defense against the run, which is Florida State's strength. But I think Louisville's going to force Florida State to throw the ball, and I just don't trust Florida State's quarterback to make the play when he needs to. So that's that's my two cents. I think it's going to be a close game. I just see Louisville winning in the end. Yeah, I, I, think, Louisville, I, I think Louisville's got a, a, a real good shot of winning that game. One team I'm not so sold on is Oklahoma State beating Texas. Nah, I, I looked at every angle I could. I mean, unless they just – Control, uh, you know, the time of possession, and well, that's just, not just that r- doesn't play into Gundy's. You well, know. Yeah, but they do have that that running back that. Yeah, Gun- I mean, the thing about Oklahoma State, I guess, is Gundy can always sometimes pull off a shocker, you know. But I, Oklahoma State's defense is just yeah, I think horrendous. It's a, I think it's like a fourteen and a half point spread or something yeah, like that on that game. It's. I mean, I think we could hope. We could hope. I personally think if Texas wins that game, Bama's screwed. That's just how. Well, I feel. not if not if that, not if Florida State loses. That gives us a fighting chance, but I see Oregon beating Washington. Yeah, but so that puts Oregon in. But I, you got you, five conferences. If, but I see if, Texas getting. Well, you got the five conferences. If Florida State loses, the ACC's out. That puts the winner of the other four conference titles because they're not going to put Ohio State or Georgia in over Bama or Texas at that point because they would have conference championships. I still have a I have a little bit of a problem. I'm I'm taking the Homer hat off. I have a little bit of a problem with a with a team as dominant as Georgia's been uh, winning streak. But who they who they beat this year? I know. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me. Talk me off the ledge. Week week schedule. They had played. They played Missouri, Missouri, but I, you know. Missouri battled them. Yeah, Missouri battled I mean, they. Missouri battled them. Auburn, it was a one-score game with Auburn. Sure. Uh, yeah, so, no. So, I, I mean. I, I get it. They, they really haven't. I, this year, you, there's, I don't see how you could. Unless Texas and Florida State lose, 
I don't yeah, see. Uh, yeah, there would be two SEC teams in if Texas loses if, with if, FSU. If Texas and FSU both lose and Georgia loses to us, then I can see us, Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon. Washington is just screwed. If they don't beat no, if Oregon, Washington screwed. That, that, that's a winner takes all. And, of course, it's obvious if, if Oregon loses, you know, they're yeah, out. Yeah, Washington's you know, undefeated. Oregon's got two losses. Yeah. I mean, so really we're, that game, we're talking. That game's, that game's a win and end. Yeah. Texas, is, is Texas and Florida State? we got to have – I feel like we have to have carnage in front of us, and I feel like we I think have for, to I think, really win convincingly. I, see, I think for us – we need either Texas or Florida State to lose, and we have to win. The reason I think we have to win convincingly is this. I think, I think the committee loves us, and, and the committee knows last year, we, you know, Saban said it, we'd have been favored in every game. And, we, and I, think, I think we would, we would have won last well, it's year. Like, but it's, it's like Herb Street was saying, and Feinbaum was saying, you know, supposedly the committee was put in place to put the four best teams in there, and they've never done that. It's been a, some combination of the best teams and the ones that have earned it, you know. But at the same time, let's just say Florida State handles Louisville, and they've earned it. But, but are but, they the best team? That's no, what I'm saying. No, they're not. That's, and they're that, not, that, but that's they've what, earned it. That's what Feinbaum was saying is – yeah, but how do you're you not screw, putting the, how do you screw there you, you know, eighty four scholarship players oh, I'm and not, walk ons? Yeah. How do you screw them out no, of No, I'm saying that. You, yeah, no, I agree. You, if they, if you win your conference, especially undefeated. Sure. But that's why you gotta go to the twelve. Because you're not if you have twelve, then chances are the four best are gonna be in that twelve. Oh yeah, definitely. But there's, for, there's for them to try to sell the idea that we're putting the four be- the four best teams this year are probably two SEC schools and two Big Ten schools. If you want to, uh, man, I think wanna, I think Ohio. I think Ohio's not. I don't agree with that. I, they got quarterback issues. That kid is not the quarterback. He is not good. Yeah, but I and, I still in Michigan, or, Oregon, and Washington, they look good out west. What happens at any time those schools get in the playoffs? Yeah, they get, they get what happens any time a Big 12 school gets in the playoffs? They get boat raced. So, Same with the Big 10, really. They get boat raced, really, outside of Ohio having a Ohio, – Ohio State would have won last year had Harrison not got hurt. Yeah, I mean, there's maybe. Possibly. Maybe. It, it, it definitely changed the, the, the game. So, yeah. It's fun, man, and, 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 and it's, a, it's a good argument, and I'm really – I think it, it's it's hilarious that this final season, because I think the committee's done a good job. Last year, we we made our own bed and we had to lie in it. But we were one of the four best teams in the country last year when it was all said and done. But we screwed up. If this it, year, we screwed up. If, if Notre Dame's ever in there, the committee has, has fucked up. Notre Dame, Michigan State, I mean. Washington, can, the year yeah, we played them. Yeah, just TCU. I mean, there again, they they earned it on the field, but TCU had to be the the most embarrassing national championship game I've ever seen. You know, well, and, you know, and Whoa. yeah, what what did Georgia score? Sixty five points or something like that. And they called Six. off the dogs at that. Yeah. I mean, it was Kirby was embarrassed for TCU. 
But at any rate, I mean, I think we got a good one. We got a, we got a good – it's going to probably be the most watched. I mean, if, if the games play out the way we want them well, to play I, out. Well, that's what I looked at, uh, the timing of the games. And you got um, – so Oregon and Washington is Friday. Yeah. They yeah. play Friday, which that game, I think, is a play-in game regardless. Yeah. Winner of that game And is, nobody really cares about the West Coast. Right. Anyway. Winner of that game is in. Sorry, West Coast, but it's true. Yeah. Winner of that game is in, so – and then they'll probably lose their first matchup, whoever it's against, unless it's Florida State. <laughs> uh, so the winner of that is in. I hate then, that for Florida State. Loser. Then Saturday morning, you have Texas game. Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas should be able to handle them pretty easily, but you never know. I mean, shit happens. Yeah. Then you got the Bama-Georgia game at 4 o'clock. And then the evening game is the Florida State game. So, uh, And the Big Ten championship, but... I mean, that's that the Big be, Ten championship was this past week. That should be a snooze <laughs> fest. Yeah, that's 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 one thing that's gonna kind of suck about this playoff 12, 12 team playoff next year. Like this year, for example, you got Michigan Ohio State playing in the game, yeah. and it, then they're it, gonna turn around and play it again in the following week. It's gonna take away from a lot of is, uh, of the, the regular rival, season the, value. The you know, and that's that's why Saban was arguing against it. You know, we'll I think, see. you know, and this is for another show, obviously, I think they should do away with the championship game and come up with a way to to winners based on end of final end of season record and points. I still think you have four super conferences. Those super conferences play to a champion, and then those four champions battle it out for the ultimate prize. Yeah. We'll to me, up. it's pretty simple. <laughs> we'll come up. We'll have another show on that one. So okay, um, it seems like uh, seems like we're forgetting to talk about one game. Ah, what you want to know about it? <laughs> it was beautiful. Well, I we already to, we already talked about the Iron Bowl. I wanted to I wanted to wear my Michigan stuff tonight, you know, but I didn't do it because I do feel like a little bit of a bandwagon with that now, you know. But no, it was. Uh, it was I mean, it wasn't a cakewalk. No, it wasn't a cake. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But. You know, I felt like I felt like the better team won for sure. Um, I thought Michigan proved to be the better team on the field on the scoreboard. They they handled business. It was a battle back and forth. The Buckeyes are just missing a quarterback. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, I, he's not impressive he at all. Yeah, he did not look good at all. I mean, they're obviously you know obviously they got good wide out, good running back. Good defense. What do you think about Ryan Day? Great defense. I know I, you. I know you love him and I want them to keep Ryan him. Ryan Day, man. No, but, here here's the honest truth about Ryan Day. But who is he? What? Who has he beat in the last three or four years? Nobody really. I mean, his, Penn State. I mean, that's about it. Nah, everybody beats. I mean, Penn you look State. at you look at his the elite he's, Big Ten team. He's lost three straight to Michigan. He hadn't won anything in the playoffs. I mean. No, no, he's. He, I think his his best his best game was a loss against Georgia. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, the game that, like I said, if Harrison if, if Harrison Jr. doesn't get hurt, of course he had C.J. Stroud uh, sure, at quarterback, an elite, so. an elite quarterback. No, I, I I actually think you know I don't know, man. It's I, I love him because he can't beat Harbaugh. So I got to say I love him and. But I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a decent dude, man. He's a decent guy. When I hear him talk, 
He's kind of like Trestle to me. Like I had, a, I had a lot of respect for Trestle. No respect for Ohio. No respect at all for them. You know, I can't being from Michigan, but um, Trestle was Trestle was an amazing coach, an amazing person. I think Ryan Day's pretty good dude. But yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, I don't see him to he, be an offensive guru. Should he? He's considered an offensive guru. I mean, Ohio State's got to be a top five job in in the country. Oh, easily. I mean, they're 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 probably well, they're easily the one or two in recruiting, and that's the best he can do. Yeah. I mean, they've been that's killing I, Michigan on the recruiting trail. That's what trail. I'm saying. Does he does, does he deserve that job? No, I don't. I, I I don't think so. I mean, I think I think if I was a Buckeye fan, <laughs> sorry, if I, if I was a Buckeye fan, I would not want him because he's definitely had the best roster on the field in 90 percent of the games he's played outside of Georgia and Alabama, and. And he can't do nothing with it. And he's clearly got the better – he's got the better five st- or star rating out of them in Michigan. But Michigan is absolutely developing their players at a much higher rate than the Buckeyes do. Yeah. And then the coaching, you know. But, I mean, it's not like – I don't know. I mean, I just – I just like – I hope they keep him, man. <laughs> keep him in there. I mean, it's beautiful because the Buckeyes have absolutely kicked Michigan's ass for 20 years. And uh, it's nice to be on the other side of it on yeah. Saturday against them for show. All right, what you thinking uh, Saturday afternoon is going to hold? I don't have a I don't have a Bama prediction, man. I've I don't have one. I I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't feel good about now, it. Now I, I was feeling good up until our defense. Forgot to have a tackle on Saturday, on this past Saturday. Yeah, I mean, the run. Georgia, I mean, uh, Georgia. Auburn ran all over us. But, you know, yeah. Auburn ran all over Georgia, too. But the good thing about that to me is, is they, they run a gimmicky, you know, motion-type offense, and Georgia doesn't. Georgia runs right into your throat, and I think that kind of plays into our yeah. favor a little bit. But we do the same which plays into their favor. So it comes down to quarterback play and receivers. Their quarterback is excellent. Our quarterback is excellent. Their receivers are well, – I'm going to call them excellent if Lad – Lad's not, not supposed to be playing. Well, that makes me happy. Um, uh, Bri- I'm a Bryce. Brock, it, I, he's, he's still considered day-to-day. I don't think we got 100% Brock. So I think they held Brock out this I past weekend – to get him healthier for the – I mean – I thought they did that with Ladd, too. No, I was I was reading yesterday that uh, that Ladd was doubtful for the Bama game. I think he's going to play. But, yeah, I mean, you never know. So, so let's just say – let's just say Ladd and – Well, you know, Jace is – he had practice this week right, for us. Right, I kind of figured Jace is not going to play. Actually, I think, I think that's been holding us back by playing an injured Jace because we're too, too deep. Roy Dell has looked better when he gets in there. Jam Miller has looked better when he gets in there. I I felt like they should have played Justice Haynes more, but they didn't. So well, I mean, we should have a fresh Justice Haynes. Yeah, but if, I, if we'll, they're gonna, we'll Nick if trust gonna, him in, if they're going in the in big that, game yeah. for sure. But I think no, it's going to be a lot uh, of Roy Dell and Jam. I think uh, you know we got the edge on receivers personally. That's my that's my belief because Brock Bowers isn't healthy. If if Bowers is healthy and Lad McConkey's healthy, 
then I think Georgia has a has a slight edge because when you got a tight end like Bowers that, is such a mismatch. You just, there's nothing you can do about it. But I think with Bowers not being full, McConkey maybe being out, I like our our matchup there. When it comes down to to quarterback, I like the fact that that we struggle with running quarterback. And Carson's not really a not really a running quarterback, but he's that more athletic than you than you give him oh, credit absolutely. for. I mean, he can beat us on third and nine. He can he can make a few runs, but I don't know. Then we then we played a game on Saturday and and we don't look so good and and so yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 not making a prediction. Nah, and I, you know I'm. I feel like this this season's already exceeded expectations, so I think I'll be okay if we lose. I almost spit my bourbon. <laughs> but that's easier. That's easier for me to say than to actually uh, when the time comes. I think I'm gonna be okay. I don't and know if gonna, I'm gonna drown and my sorrows in a bottle of bourbon. There's or... gonna be some good friends in the house that are Georgia fans. Luckily, they're not obnoxious Georgia fans, or they probably wouldn't be our friends. They definitely aren't obnoxious Georgia. In fact, I would say uh, probably two of the least obnoxious. At, the as least, far as yeah. I mean, they'll they'll, yeah. they'll do Alabama slammers and pull for Bama when uh, yeah, they're absolutely when we're not and, playing Georgia. And I have other Georgia fans too that I love dearly. So. Oh, my best friend from high school was diehard Georgia fan. So, and I had a brother that graduated from Georgia Law School. So. I don't don't hate Georgia, just don't like to lose to them. <laughs> but there, there's some Georgia fans online that I can't wait if, yeah. if we do pull that that upset. It's weird to say we're we're a, an upset, but it would be an upset. That thing that, I saw one spread today that had it all the way up to six points. Yikes! You I don't know, know that I recall being a six. Oh, Danny Connell said it's going that uh, Connell man. The George is going to boat race us, and he was glad he got his money in when when he got four and a half point. He only had to give up four and a half points. Yeah, Danny Danny Connell lives for any reason to throw shade at Bama, but that's and, all uh, And David Pollock, of course. Yeah, whatever, Pollock. How's that game day show going for you, Pollock? <laughs> yeah, they uh, they ran him off, didn't they? Well, let's 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 wind this up. I mean, we've been going at it for almost an hour. Almost an hour. We'll wind this up with Heisman talk. You know, I think it's a two-person race now, but I, I'm going to throw this out there. I, I believe Jaden Daniels has has earned the Heisman. Um, I don't think the the record ought to matter. I mean, Lamar Jackson won a Heisman right. with a well, free I loss. Mean, I think team to me, the record is a tiebreaker. You know, if you've got close. You know, yeah. well, I mean, you do have. Of course, both both stats are pretty close. They're pretty close, but listen about both stats. Bo's going up against no defenses. Bo's playing West Coast defenses, and he's also sixty-five percent of his yards are after the catch. And then he like 33? 47th <laughs> birthday last. I think week. there should I be mean, an age I limit on the Heisman. Sixty-three, yeah. I, I think old. I think there should they should have an age limit on the Heisman. You they can't really win should, it. Man. You know that's why. You know, for most of the season, they've been talking about Penix and Bo Nix, and I'm like, Bo Nix has played more college football than anybody. Well, it's funny you say that because if you think about the the top four quarterbacks, you know, you got Daniels, Nix. Of course, Daniels is fifth year, isn't he? Yeah, Nix, Williams, and Penix. All four of them are are transfer portal guys. Yeah. 
and they're old. They're old. Well, and now Williams is only. Yeah, he's younger. I mean, as far as he only he, played a year, but yeah, he's, he's a transfer just, portal yeah, guy. He's, he's at his regular years, but the other guys are all. They're all ancient. They all used COVID years. and. Yeah. I mean, so they're basically, you know, got matured brains and bodies against, you know, some of these younger chaps. So, yeah. I mean, it, I agree. I think there ought to be a. Ought to be a little bit of a rule on that, but you know, if you're just, eligible to play college football, you're eligible you're to win the award. To play. But I think Jaden Daniels deserves the Heisman. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna give my LSU fans, um, I'm gonna give them credit on I that. Tell I tell you think what, he's earned it. Depending on what Milrow does in the, in the SEC championship, he could, you know, sneak into that top five. Well, I mean, I think just the fact that he's being mentioned is a feather in his cap you know what he's done he over the last benched, he was benched and 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 now look where he's at now so i mean that's and we got a young team we've talked about that and so we got a young team we got probably the number one heisman what what is it candidate for Can, next year yeah, yeah heisman candidate as far as his odds go for next year things look good for bama for sure yep all right, well, let's wrap up the sports talk and uh, get ready to drink some Four Roses and rate that shit. Yeah, let's rate that shit. All right. Cheers. Cheers. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast, and it's time to rate that shit. That's right. We've been rating some Four Roses the last couple of weeks, and we got another Four Roses this week. This week, we got the Single Barrel, and, of course, it's the Four Roses Distillery in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. So this bottle is going to cost you about $45. It's 100 proof. It's aged seven to nine years. Now the mash bill on this, it's 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% malted barley. So it's a high rye. Okay. All right, now your nose is supposed to be a spice, pear, cocoa, vanilla, and maple syrup. Then on the palate, you should get plum and cherries. And then your finish should be smooth and long. They didn't really describe a, 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 a taste. They just said smooth and long. Smooth and long. All right. Let's talk about our rating system. It's behind me. You can see that behind me. One through four for us. One, it's a brown bag. Uh, if, we don't, if we don't like it, we rate it a brown bag. We don't recommend you go buy it. That's on you, though. It's on your own peril. Number two. It's a mixer. For us, two is like your daily drinker, you know, something that you don't mind throwing a splash of Coke or make, mixing your favorite drink. Three, getting a little bit better, uh, might be high in proof. We like that and we call that on the rocks. And then last but not least, four, that's neat. In a Glen Cairn for us, the way you see us drinking it tonight, and the way I think every bourbon ought to be drank, good or bad, personally. You know, we've mentioned on the last couple of podcasts, on the last couple of Rate That Shit, that Four Roses does a real good job of describing their bourbons. And I think they did it again. Yeah. I, I'm getting the, the pear and the cocoa and the vanilla up front. I don't really get any maple syrup. Um, but I'm, then. I'm definitely getting that smooth the, and long finish. And, and for I sure. think, and, I, and you get the plum and cherries on the palate, but that's also what you get on the finish. And I think that's why they didn't add. You know, like last week, they said your finish is going to be spearmint, and it was. It actually was. This week, they just said, or on this bourbon, they just said smooth and long. 
because it didn't really the, the flavor didn't really change it just but it does stay with you right and i, I mean i can still taste a little all, bit of that, that plum and cherries that, on my tongue that all go that all goes back to mash bill you know and that rye that that heat of the rye i think is what why this is going so long and and staying with you and sometimes for me on the rye on the rye mash bill you know it kind of overpowers some of those other notes that you get but but definitely, I mean it's I mean I like rise. He he's not such a big rise fan. But they're they're starting to grow on me. Yeah, I mean yeah. I think they need need to grow on you as a as a bourbon lover. Yeah. At some point, well, you gotta and, expand. And, and you know, for this to be thirty five percent rye, you would you would think that the spices would have been a lot more uh, pronounced than than the fruits. And but it, it's to me it wasn't. To me, I get more of the the fruit, the plum, the cherry. Uh, the vanilla, and I don't really get as strong of a spice as some of the other high rise that we've tasted. Yeah. Well, what eh, you think? Eh, that, to me this is eh. I mean, I I like it. I don't I don't hate it. I don't have a problem with four roses. I I like four roses way more than I thought I would right. at this point. And what I really like about Four Roses is how easy it is for us to get because mm -hmm. last week that Four Rose and that was very good. That, that that was out of this world good to me. This one definitely not as good. No, you know, but a three for me. Yeah, it's a three for me. Uh, you know, the the price point I like. Mm -hmm. I like it as a forty five dollar. Um, this is it's got some complexity to it. I didn't really look at the legs. Eh, um, they were they were decent. I yeah, think still got a little running down. I think this would make a great old fashioned. <laughs> and you know why? Because I I've grown to like rye in an old fashioned. Well, you know I like to put those filthy cherries. Yeah. And with that little hint of cherry that you already get right. from this bourbon, I think that cherry and and the cherry bitters. I like to use cherry bitters in my old fashioned also. I, th I think you're right. I think that would make a, I think a make delicious. It. Of course, we said last week, don't <laughs> anything above a $40 bottle of bourbon. Of course, $45, we'll, we, we can stretch it a little bit. Well, I mean, bit. you can do what the hell you want. That's to. right. I it's mean, your, it's your money. It's your bourbon, it's your, your money. Uh, but you, you could go buy the old camp if you want to. I mean... Isn't that what it's called? Old Camp? I forget. Old Camp is that. Yeah, you talking oh, about, you talking oh, about the, the goat? goat? The goat. Yeah, you can or, go buy the goat. Dread River. Dread River, but... We, we don't recommend it. No, for this is definitely, you know, for the money, it's high value. I mean, and yeah, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful bottle and and uh, high high proof. So, you know, what was the proof on that? A hundred. I, I was glazed over, I guess. A hundred. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a three's a good a good rating here at Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin. It's yeah. a good rating. So I think you should buy it. I mean, I I think it kind of falls sort of in that. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's not a it's not daily. a high three. To me, it's more of a low yeah, three. It's a day. That's a daily yeah. drinker to yeah. me. But I didn't want to go two because I don't know. Yeah, two, like I said, I, to two. me, it's a low three. Yeah, maybe we need to change our rating system <laughs> to like one point five. Yeah, we we we've had we had one of our. Uh, followers on on tiktok was like yeah it was a three for me too out of ten, out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that was a crazy that was crazy yeah well he came he came back and said um you know it was served to me on the rocks maybe i need to try it again of course that was just on the regular small batch that wasn't right. small batch select 
Because yeah. we weren't we weren't huge fans. No, of we kind of we kind of pinned ourselves a little tight on our ratings. Yeah, yeah, because the, the small batch probably really should have been a two. This one we oh he was he was definitely on the money with 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 the way he yeah he phrased it for sure. Yeah. But we were yeah we're, we're kind of pinned in on these on these yeah. numbers a little bit. Yeah, we we've talked about revamping our our scale a little bit. It, Broaden it, but on the other hand, Four Roses gets a bump up in rating just because they've been right on the money with their descriptions. Yeah, on and they, and they, and they they price their price points are good. Yeah, you know this one being forty five dollars, I'm I'm good with that. Oh yeah, the 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 small batch being a thirty five dollar bourbon, that's where it should have been. Yep. The uh, the select being sixty dollars, that's where it should have been. So I respect. This distillery because they're they're spot on with their descriptions, their their bottles are beautiful. Yep, and and they're pricing it exactly where it should be priced. So to that four roses, well hey, done. You've earned you've earned our trip. We want to come there yeah. definitely for sure. Yeah. We want to come to Lawrenceburg. But that. now that we've done the three, Tour. I probably would change my small batch to a two. I would say this is a three. And the, the one we rated a four yeah, would still be a four. That makes sense. Because to me. and and you know it, it kind of stair steps with the price. Yeah. You know the thirty five. So. And it's you know it stair steps with because their their price is based on their flavor profile. Yep. And it, and, it and kind of their right proof. in line with that. Yeah. So four roses definitely uh, yeah become become one of my sought after. Yes, yeah, sure. you know it's four roses. Usually the, the the restaurants have it, and it's usually one I don't get, but. You know, it, given other options, we've definitely always overlooked it because it's so plentiful yeah. here in the Carolinas. We can get our. Well, hands that, on. that was what another one of our TikTok listeners uh, had said about the the select that that was his favorite one. Loves it and loves that it is so easy to get. You know, yeah. and that's why you know people that are going out and spending over a hundred dollars for a bottle of Blanton's. I'm not going to do it because that select, that chicken cock, those old foresters, they're just as good, if not better, than the actual taste. Better, honestly, I of, mean. of the Blands or, or or an Eagle Rare, but Eesh, it, it's it's like become a, a sport and a game to so many people. Well, this good on Buffalo Trace, Buffalo Trace marketing department, but but probably. My favorite Buffalo Trace is Buffalo, is Buffalo Trace. Trace. The third is the Hampshire not Eagle Rare. Y'all need to throw that one out. Yeah. I think I don't. I hear people talk about that all the time, but now the Colonel Taylor I'm is just, pretty good too. But uh, I'm just not a. What about Colonel Angus? You like Colonel Angus? <laughs> I like Colonel Angus. That's a good bourbon. <laughs> it's real wet. Colonel Angus is. <laughs> we better stay away from that one. But you know that's, that's some funny shit. He's always wanting to take the podcast to a whole different place. <laughs> well, there's a lot of bourbon, a lot of bourbon tonight so far. It does seem to be at the end of the show after, uh, <laughs> after we've had after we've consumed quite a bit of a hundred proof uh, bourbon. Colonel Taylor, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> Four roses. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I I've got a lot of respect for for that distillery and what they're doing. And, Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> he, ran, <laughs> he ran out of words. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, you got anything else? No, nah, man, that's good. Well, we got championship week. That's it, man. Exciting. Hey, let's, 
Let's, we're going to go live probably. Maybe next Maybe week. Maybe next week we're going to go live. Maybe with our, our, our Rate That Shit segment. So tune into that. Yeah. We're going to hopefully interact and talk a little sports. Drink a lot of bourbon during a <laughs> during a live segment for sure. So you know, step up with your bourbon. Let's let's drink. Let's talk some sports. Let's rate some shit we together. Going live, we might have to take it back over to the poker table where we can sit down, <laughs> <laughs> or bring the stools back here. But, yeah, that, that, but we that, are going to go live. True too. Put our uh, put our socials up there. You had them up there earlier, but yeah, hit us up on our hit us up on our socials. Don't man. look we're, for us on YouTube right now. We're, we're we hadn't been. Posting to YouTube, but uh, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, Spotify. Apple. Um, of course, if you want to email us, bourbonbuzzingandballingpr at gmail.com. We'll check that out. Yeah. So, yeah, which we had another listener with some the little bags that we need to get him uh, the information so he can send us those bags so we can do that on the, on the podcast. I keep forgetting to do that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, definitely need to uh, definitely need to do that because we we ain't got too many gifts coming our way, so <laughs> maybe that'll start the uh, landslide. There you Send go. us some bourbon; we'll rate that <laughs> shit for you. Yep. All right, well, let's call it a week and uh, roll tide. We'll see y'all next week. Roll tide.